zero to $2,500, the financial cost of adopting each child through the foster care system. I'm your host, Marcy Bursack, and I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to find more forever families. In fact, one for each child waiting in the foster care system. After blogging my journey, adopting a pair of siblings, I realized that I knew countless people who had a desire to adopt, but believed it was too expensive. So I wrote a book for adults, The Forgotten Adoption Option. I wrote a book for children, Are You a Forever Family? And I started this podcast. I am so delighted that you are tuning in. In season two, I'm dropping monthly episodes to teach you how to adopt those U.S. children who are waiting for you in the foster care system. You might also enjoy the personal stories of adoptive parents and adopted children that I featured in season one. Now, whether right now feels like the right time, the process feels overwhelming, or someone quickly comes to mind to share this with, I am here for you. I am America's foster care adoption mentor, and I'm eager to help you fulfill a child's dream of having their forever family. Welcome to the Forgotten Adoption Option podcast. In this episode, you're going to learn how to write a children's book about foster care adoption. Listeners, please meet Adam Gunn, the co-founder of 7th Avenue Creative and the incredibly talented illustrator of my new children's book, Mallory Cheatham. Hi, Adam and Mallory. Hi. Hey, Marcy. We're actually recording this on Zoom, so it's like an extra fun part for us in the the studio right now. Earlier this year, my two-year desire to write a children's book about foster care adoption came together in such a beautiful way. I'd returned from pageantry nationals, and the book came out of my lips. The only problem was I had no idea how to find someone to illustrate the book in a way I saw in my heart. So fast forward, I kind of put proposals out for two days, got rejected a lot saying, Marcy, what do you mean you want it in four to six weeks? We do things in months. And they thought that it was a typo. But then I went on the Thumbtack app and I found 7th Avenue Creative and the online portfolio gave me this great feeling that you would be able to help me with some pretty high quality illustrations. And for my family, my husband's an artist. It was really critical to us that we honor the children that we were trying to help and giving them like the highest quality artwork we could. So what happened next was divine. And so we'll kind of get into all that, but we'll start. So um, by giving everyone kind of a peek of who each of you are. So Adam, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah. Uh, So I am married to the most amazing wife who also happens to be my business partner. Uh, so she is the uh, really the foundation of our business. She is the creative director and just my partner in crime. We literally work together 24-7 and we sit shoulder to shoulder. She's literally next to me all day. Uh, and so some people may not like that or be able to do that, but for us, it has worked really well. And uh, we are huge beach bums. We live on the coast of North Carolina And if we're not working, we're probably at the beach. And I can tell you truthfully that more than one client on a Monday or Tuesday has commented on our tan or our sunburn because (laughs) we're typically at the beach on the weekend and it starts all over again at the end of the week. Um, So I'm just happy to be here. Really happy to have you. Yeah. The the golden skin of the sun on the coast, whereas Mallory, (laughs) you're down south. So help our listeners know who you are. Yeah, I am a graphic designer and an illustrator, and I currently live in Austin, Texas, but I just relocated from Colorado, and so when I'm not illustrating or designing, I can be found doing all things outdoors, so right now I've been getting in some great 
paddleboarding and kayaking and um yeah that's a little bit about me and also kind of where I pull a lot of my inspiration is just being outside being in nature yeah hmm, I didn't know that I love kayaking as well such a relaxing engagement with water I love that so Adam I think the way it worked was I submitted like an inquiry on your website and then I think you replied and I have no idea like what went through your mind when you get this, I mean, I'm sure you have people all the time putting things in on your website, but kind of what went through your mind when this random person was like, hi, idea, can we talk? What, what was your mental reaction? You know, if I'm honest, I think I've, I've really gotten used to it because I think daily we get the, hey, can you do this tomorrow? Or, hey, I have this crazy idea. And I'm always surprised in a good way when I actually talk to these people. So it's kind of exciting. I always show Nicole first. I'm like, hey, this is what this person said. And she's like, all right, let's, let's see what it is. So we find a time to jump on a call with whoever it is. And so for you, it was super exciting, actually, because you have a mission and a purpose. Um, I sometimes get the most random request. And so to find something that is actually fulfilling a mission and that means something and that it impacts people, uh, it got me really excited. That's amazing. I love that it wasn't like you almost like attract people like us that are like, hi, idea tomorrow. Yeah. But you responded really quick. And like, I think we had a call the very next day. And Mallory, you were very quick to be like, yep, I saw I, I had some different examples of children's books I was inspired by. I remember you asking me about that. And so I'm curious for you, what brought you eagerness to really help draw about foster care adoption? Yeah, I would say a lot similar to Adam's response, just finding people who have a heart for something specific. Sometimes, you know, you get these jobs and you're like, that's great, but I don't really care about that. And so you have to kind of pull something out of a hat, but to get to hear someone who has a story and like a specific mission and vision, that was really unique. I also just love illustrating. Um, and I also, I remember reading like your manuscript and really connecting to this heart for, for families that are you know, they don't necessarily, they're not born together, but they get to choose each other. Um, my cousin is adopted. And so I remember reading it and thinking, man, if my aunt and uncle had had a resource like this when she was little, they would have loved that. And so getting to sort of put a, put imagery to, you know, that story, uh, something I automatically knew I wanted to do. Wow, you really understood my reader, right? Like the intent of it could be shared with people that had already adopted or in the future adopted. And it's it's so to me, it's so interesting to hear some of your your inspiration and then also just your your personal connection to the mission. But I remember we met and the I don't know the call was like 30 minutes or an hour. And then within like what felt like a day or two, you all had a contract in front of me. And I remember my husband looked over the screen and he was like, You have to pay the first payment right now. Like you have to do this. <laughs> This is great work. Just do it. And what I'm curious about, Mallory, is if you could share, because I remember you all sent over like the concept of the first character and it was so touching. And I remember circulating it. My sister, um, one of my siblings has a young daughter. So we had her kind of react to it. And so we kind of just did some little quick testing out in the market. But for you, can you share maybe people that are listening that maybe like to draw or maybe wish they liked to draw? How did you go from hearing like our conversation together and, and seeing the manuscript, which really was Google Slides, it was very non-fancy, but it worked for children's book. How did you take that and then embody it 
into characters that looked friendly and fun and engaging. Yeah, I remember you had some illustration references, which was super helpful. And it got me, it really got like my wheels turning of, okay, how can we take these like simple illustrations and characters and turn them into these like very bright and vibrant, um, colorful people. Um, and something that we had talked about that I immediately latched onto was having the colors be sort of non-traditional. So their skin might be orange and their hair might be purple. And that was super fun. And I think that gave me like a lot of creative freedom, um, which as an illustrator, I really appreciate. Um, I don't like to be like too, too narrowed into one style. Um, and so I did, um, I believe we sent you like two different drafts of the character. Um, and that kind of got me sort of in your brain, so to speak, and thinking about, you know, how you want these to play out. Um, and that's also helpful for me, just kind of knowing where your heart is at. Um, and then after that, you you picked one, which was great because you picked the one that I wanted you to pick. <laughs> um, I gotta be honest. Um, and then um, from there, you know, you gave me all these awesome, wonderful pictures of people that were real people who had adopted. And that was really fun too, because I got to think, you know, okay, how do I represent this family that's sort of like this family, but not specifically them um, and embody people in a little bit of a different way. Um, so I think a lot of the inspiration just came from from thinking about you and your family and how do we how do we take that but make it fun and engaging and accessible. I think we're all kind of tearing up on the call. At least I am. Uh, that that was so so sweet, Mallory. Because what's interesting is. Yeah, you, you did send over two things, and, and this is fine, because I actually contacted Todd Parr as a sidebar. I was like, if you want to illustrate, we could talk, which I'm sure he was like, you know, working on something else. But um, for those that don't know Todd Parr, as, as a mom, I loved when my kids were younger, we still have the books. He writes books like the mommy book and the daddy book and Be Who You Are, and he uses really beautiful illustrations. They're very simple. And that's one of the things that I showed Mallory and Adam of, like, this is kind of what I'm thinking. And when you're wondering, wait, Marcy, she showed you two things. We only got to see one. So the one that's in the book has more detail to it. Um, mm -hmm. There's like pattern on the clothing. And I think we did some more stuff with the face, didn't we? Yeah, it was, it, it was just a little bit more detailed, more rounded out. Yeah. And so it was kind of a way to honor uh, Todd Parr as an artist in his own right, but to be able to be inspired by him in a way that was unique enough. And so in case anyone's thinking about, hey, I'd love to have a book illustrated and I super love this particular style or illustrator you could use that as inspiration possibly <laughs> as well in the same kind of way which is fun and I love because you, you talked about how there you you I had sent you pictures of actually podcast guests for the most part and I thought okay well just they kind of match how I wrote the book and I didn't know what you would do with them but one of my favorites is there's a couple Ben and Emily who run the book who are unable to have children and Ben is bald. And I remember when you sent over the images, I sent it to his <laughs> wife, Emily, and said, what do you think? She didn't, no one knew we were doing this. Like even Rob, who has the five children with his husband, Reese, they didn't know that we, I had given you pictures and this was kind of the plan. And so when I showed Emily, she said, Marcy, they even nailed his hair, he's bald. <laughs> so they were so, so excited. I remember Rob at the time, uh, you had initially illustrated with four children because I was unaware he had a fifth child in the process mm -hmm. and I was able to send that back to you and say okay Mallory can you add the fifth child and you were like absolutely which was yeah. amazing and I think one of my favorite stories and how we work together is when you designed the cover 
there, there was a family of four. And I remember thinking, man, I really want a teenager because that's such an overlooked opportunity. Like there's such great need in that space. And there was a particular podcast guest, CJ, who aged out of foster care. And I sent you CJ's photo and said, hey, can you add her to the cover as well? And the day I remember when you sent the, the cover back, I, I sent it to CJ right away and explained to her why she was on there and that that was her. And it just really brought such happy tears to her um, to know that she could be recognized um, as having a family because she's created her own. And to me, you just, you put her in such a special place, Mallory. So it's so cool to see how you've been able to encourage people by the way that you've drawn with such thoughtfulness and in such a positive way. And so I remember we went through a few rounds of edits and Adam was is so great about it. You were like, Hey, just so you know, we, you're welcome to any feedback. You won't offend us. And there's no hard feelings. And Adam, I wonder from your perspective, why was that so important for you to acknowledge that the project wasn't just to meet the deadline, but it was really to design kind of along the intent versus like, let's get it done. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, even outside of, you know, a working relationship, any relationship needs to be uh, open and have good communication and willing to do the hard work to make things right. Whether you're having a conflict in your relationship or you're working on accomplishing something together, it, it's all about doing it well versus just getting it done. And I think that just carries through through business. And like you're mentioning, it works really well and you're really happy and that you've seen the success of a book that was worked hard on versus just got done. And so uh, we feel that's important to express with every client, especially the no hard feelings, because in the world of creativity, everybody sees differently. And so, you know, Mallory might see one thing as super creative. You might see it totally different and that's okay. And so for us, it's, you know, what, what is, what makes you happy? Like what is your desire? What's your goal? And let's, let's talk about it. Let's work through it. And so um, anyone we work with, we always try to keep that open communication because uh, also everybody has a different communication style. Some are non-confrontational and some are more than willing to give constructive feedback. And so if you just make that clear from the beginning with everybody, uh, it makes a so much better of a relationship. And I remember you, I think you reiterated it a few times in our email threads because sometimes mm -hmm. I had like nothing to change and you were like, no, it's actually okay. And I'm like, but I've actually vetted this by everybody. <laughs> like, nobody <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I remember when Mallory had all 26 pages illustrated, I actually used my like airplay on my phone. And as a family, we sat picture by picture by picture by picture. And I told my kids, I said, hey, you're artist too. Let me know if something that's weird or you don't like or could be better. And it was such an interesting exercise as a family because there was a particular child character that like I couldn't fit something on the face. It just didn't look right, but I couldn't like pin it. And then my son pointed out the same thing. And I was like, so what is it? Like, what, how do we fix it? And my husband was like, Marcy, just ask Mallory to shift the eyes. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. I just couldn't place what I was looking at. Like it just didn't, and it was, it was such a fun exercise as a family to have, you know, like you just said, like to some people, it looks one way into another it's different. And so, yeah, it was what, two weeks later, all 26 pages of our You forever family was completely illustrated. You all had used the templates from my publisher. And so it just like was amazing and done and like on time and able to come out in, in time for a national foster care month. So I'm wondering, Mallory, 
what did it feel like for you to complete, at least in my opinion, it was a big project and it was fast. Like, is that normal in your world or did this feel like, oh, we did it? Um, yes to both, honestly. Um, I, because I work in a branding, um, because I work in branding, I'm used to having to lift big projects very quickly. Um, and that's just something that I've trained myself to be able to do, but also, um, with illustrating, like sometimes, you know, sometimes I can work on a project for months. Um, and your project was very quick. I will say it really helped that I used digital tools, um, versus like painting it would have taken forever. <laughs> but I remember when I was done, it was, it was just so awesome to have seen it like come so, so far so quickly. And I think a lot of that is attributed to the fact that you were very organized, which was great. We love that. I've never done this before. So, hey. <laughs> um, and also, you know, it was just, it was such a joy to work on. So every time I picked it up, it was like, it was just really enjoyable and that made the work go quickly and smoothly and, um, you know, getting to think through like, oh man, like my audience is going to connect to this in this way. And, and a lot of that just really fueled the creative process. And so there weren't as many snags as there sometimes can be when you're not passionate about something. Um, it just kind of glided through that process very smoothly. Incredible. So Mallory, I think there are some budding artists listening that are thinking, okay, what digital tools did Mallory use? Can you tell us what those things were? Yeah. Yeah. So I um, drew it all in Procreate on my iPad, uh, which makes edits really easy. So like when I needed to shift the guy's eyes, it was just a matter of making a new layer in that program and, and putting a new face on the character, um, which if you do it by hand is you know, a lot harder. <laughs> and then um, when we laid it out, I used InDesign um, just to set the type and to make sure that it fit on all the pages correctly. So yeah, those are two really good, great tools. Wow. It's good, good to know, which is impressive. Do you just, this is off the cuff, but do you have a illustration that's in the book that's your favorite or a particular part that you were most proud of? Um, I remember the the photo that you actually, or the illustration that you actually picked for the cover, that family was just so fun. Um, they had like really fun clothing on. And I remember the mom was like, kind of, I don't know, almost like hippie dippy granola, but in the best possible way. And I really connected to her. I was like, ah, I love her outfit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so actually, I was really glad when you picked that um family for the cover because they were really fun that's so fun my husband didn't we we didn't know like um where the dad came from on the cover and so we ended up messaging one of his friends and he's like look I think you're on the cover of a book because <laughs> <laughs> it looks so similar Adam how about you and going through all the different designs that Mallory came up with do you have a particular section of the book that stood out to you um gosh this is gonna be a little bit different than her answer I actually love the font so Mallory did the font and right you did the font didn't you Mari? Okay, yeah sorry, you're giving me a look like fonts. no 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 at first I thought you meant like <laughs> the regular sans serif font and I was like that's not me <laughs> but yes the one that I drew yes okay which so page I'll is the one that, that you but... drew what does that mean is it like the hundred and fifteen thousand, like the bubble yes. letters all the okay. that one and then the are you a forever family part is hand drawn too yep that's inside the heart at the end mm -hmm. yep and then at the end too but in, even the, the cover are you a forever family, right? Is 
hand drawn and then the heart is different right uh yes i believe so <laughs> know all this yeah so my favorite was the the hand drawn font um mm. because it just makes it that much more custom and that much more personal because uh you can pull in you know a, a stock you know type whether it's sans serif or something but to have hand drawn type is totally custom it's yours and it exactly matches the book that just always kind of is the cherry on top for me. Hmm. Wow. I didn't know that was like a thing. So Mallory, can you, can you have multiple types with your own handwriting? Like, can you change styles and create infinite numbers of fonts? Uh, not infinite, <laughs> but yes. Um, you know, whether it's calligraphy or like the one that is in your book is more like bubble letter ish. Um, I am, somewhat good at that kind of thing <laughs> not not as good as illustrating though yeah but it's still a good skill set to be able to weave into things yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. amazing wow okay so we're kind of at the end here as we close so the question I'd like for you both to answer is there might be a listener out there that's been thinking about writing a children's book because I've heard this many times so that I, I know there are people that are listening right now that are like Marcy I've always wanted to but They've always wanted to write a book, but they've convinced themselves that they can't for any reason. Like no one's going to buy it. No one's going to read it. I can't illustrate it. I don't know where to start. Um, and maybe we can start with you, Adam. Like what encouragement would you give someone in that boat? Like what, how can they get unstuck? Um, something that actually it helps us, but it really ends up helping them too, especially when they're stuck is art notes. And so looking at each page, not only what they wrote, but trying to imagine the scene, like what's going on, what their face looks like, what's in the background, the colors. And so those art notes just are attached to each page to describe the illustration that would be there. And so it's whether it's an action or it's just purely the environment. Uh, we've found that when an author comes to us, especially it's their first time, they're like, okay, I've got a script. You're like, do you have art notes? They're like, what are art notes? It's like, okay. Let's, let's talk about that. So we kind of talk through the art notes. We'll share some examples of past authors and they get excited. Like, okay, come back to us when you've had some art notes. And so sure enough, either it's like a week later or a few weeks later, they come back. I did some art notes, like you said, and I did this and I adjusted my story and I changed this and I'm so excited. And I found these different styles that I like. And so we found that art notes have just been a huge thing for different writers, whether it's their third or fourth time or it's their first time because it took them off the storyline and into like trying to put themselves in the story and trying to imagine what it would be like if they were there. And so that's always fun to see what they come up with. That's amazing. I feel like I did something similar because you were like, well, what do you want in these pages? And I don't know if I like just wrote you an email that was like, this page is like this or what I, I don't know if it's in the slides itself, but it's interesting as, as an author, like for myself, I think about the writing part, not the illustrating part. And so it becomes this almost like, oh, I didn't realize I get to choose this. It's like decorating a home. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know I had to paint the color of the walls, you know? So it's, <laughs> it's helpful to help people understand, okay, maybe you can even compartmentalize it, like write it and then go back into the art notes or vice versa. Um, but that's incredible to think about Well, you can, you can verbalize what you want. And then that's kind of where Mallory comes in and says, ta-da, like this is yeah. maybe how it could look. Mallory, what advice do you have for people that might really want to do this, but are, are afraid or just kind of stuck? Yeah, I think, um, I think one of the things that I was thinking about with this question is just how 
when you're creative, sometimes you can hold things kind of close to your chest because they become very dear to you. And you're like, oh, I just, I, I want it to be perfect. And that pressure of perfection actually like keeps you from trying something that might be scary or risky. Um, and so I would say, don't hold it so closely that it becomes this, you know, um, thing that you're never going to move on because you're just so worried about the outcome. Um, hold it a little bit more loosely and let other people weigh in on it. You know, ask your family, ask your friends what they think, um, show it around to people and let them give you some feedback. And then once you've kind of, you know, tested it basically with your audience, then move into, okay, how do I get this illustrated? Um, but, you know, see if people connect to it because I'm sure they will. And they'll also have like really great feedback and ideas for how to make it better. That's great advice. Okay, so I imagine, I know it's the last question, but I feel like I'd be remiss to not say this. People are gonna be like, so how do I get in touch with Adam and Mallory? Like, how do I, how do I work with them? So Adam, will you go first? How can people reach out and explore working with you? Yeah, so they can just look up 7th Ave Creative. Uh, we have a website, like you said, we're on Thumbtack and quite a few other sources like Upwork and Fiverr. Um, and then obviously they can reach out to you if they want to just hear more about us from your experience. Um, but yeah, just search us on on Google, just 7th Ave Creative. And uh, we do all types of branding and illustration and we'd love to talk. You're great to work with and you have a rapid response. So a high, high recommendation for Marcy. Over here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And Mallory, you're kind of doing a different thing nowadays. And I know I've even connected a couple of people that wanted to, to talk to my illustrator. So how do people get a hold of you? Um, yeah, I'm honestly, I'm a little bit harder to get a hold of, but I'm always available to people. Um, you know, if you want to look me up on LinkedIn, that's always a fine way to get in touch with me or um, my Instagram, or I have a website too. Um, that you can also find through LinkedIn and also Marcy <laughs> talk to Marcy and she'll, she'll send you my way. So on LinkedIn, you're Mallory Cheatham. And then yeah. what's your handle on Instagram? Um, Mallory Grace draws. I had to think about it. <laughs> I know, you're like, I don't have a subject. And then what, what's the website they should go to? Mallory C. The letter C. Yes. Mallory C.com. Easy peasy. Mm -hmm. So good. This was a blast. I know this is a little bit of a different kind of episode because I tend to interview people specifically that are kind of working in this space or have experience in this space, but I feel like you all have, have experienced this space. It's just in a very creative, wonderful angle. As a listener of the Forgotten Adoption Option podcast, you are helping raise awareness about foster care adoption and the 115,000 adoptable children in the United States. By leaving a review, subscribing, sharing, and talking about this podcast, you can help children and sibling groups find their forever family. If you'd like more information on adopting a child or sibling group through the foster care system, please visit my website, ForgottenAdoptionOption.com. There you will find how you can get started and even order a copy of my book for adults, The Forgotten Adoption Option, which will guide you through the entire process. You can also find my book for children of all ages, Are You a Forever Family? My books are available in paperback, audio, and ebook formats, and they might even be available at your local library. I welcome you to reach out to me with questions, comments, and your own adoption story. I would love to hear from you if you're signing up for licensing classes or to hear where you are in the foster care adoption process. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Just search for Marcy Bursack.
I really appreciate you tuning in, caring and sharing because every child deserves a family.